The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terrell. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terrell, blogger of Inside the OAA, blogger, blogger of the Dragons Insider, one of the hosts between two minutes on Oriented Intelligence. I'd like to welcome those watching us on the local voice, hearing us on the local voice, and watching us on ONTV. Hey, hey. Got Ian here this week here. Um, lot to talk about this week. Um, yeah. We can officially confirm the football news of the day. And then, and then we have basketball scores. Um, the it's bat- been a while it's since we've run while. that. <laughs> Here's the news story. Yeah, breaking we've news. We've been talking about this for a month. We've kept it under wraps, but now it is official. Zach Line, new head coach of the Oxford Wildcats, takes over for Bud Riley for spending 43 years. I wrote two articles on him on this. Um, yeah. One will be going on the ONT blog, and the yep. other one will be going on the um is already on the inside the OA blog. Um, of course, <laughs> we know about Zach Lyons' um football career. Yeah. Of course, he played um he played at Oxford. What years the, did he play? He played from two thousand and four to two thousand and eight. Actually, oh five to oh eight. Um, so I probably would have seen him my freshman year going against him as a player. Um. And then he spent um, another four years at Southern Methodist University yep. at SMU. Had a big year for them as their fullback and linebacker. Yep. And then he played in the National Football League with the um, Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Um, now, um, line up, line retired um, last week. It was on his Instagram post, and then um, you know now on his Twitter feed, he now says Oxford football on there. Yeah. Um, so now this is a very very interesting situation if you're Oxford right now because your prodigal son has come home and you have Zach line. Yeah. You're one of your famous guys. He's in your football. He's in your school's hall of fame. He's in your, um, he's in your, um, he's one of the best players to ever come out of the state of Michigan. Now you bring him in to a, program that is really that took a really big hit last year yes i mean this was a team two years ago made the playoffs and you're taking over for an icon in bud riley <laughs> you're taking over for him the l word the, a legend you take and a community there are, yeah there's still some people in that oxford community that wanted riley there back, oh, back. Yeah, oh yes there's still some people there but there are others that want to change. So yeah. you think about how is line going to a fit to say, okay, I played for Riley. I know what he wants to do, but you know, you, you know, how's the guy wants yeah. to change this community. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting dynamic because anytime you bring, you know, somebody from the program, from the community back as high profile as coach line is, and it, it generates a lot of excitement in the community, right? So, mm-hmm. but the the one thing is, you're right on social media, love it or hate it, people express their opinions out on that in those platforms. Of course, they but do. my goodness, um, the division of people who are saying this is horrible, to, you know, like getting rid of uh, Coach Raleigh, like you know, getting rid of them, like. Oh, these kids are getting soft now. I mean, I'm reading these things on Facebook, 
on these chat rooms for these local chat rooms, and you're and people are saying, oh, they got rid of uh, Coach Raleigh because he was too hard on the kids and different things like that. And um, now you bring in an NFL guy and oh, like he won't be tough on these kids. You know, it's uh, football is a tough sport, it is. and you have to be mentally and physically uh, fit to be able to compete in this in in this sport. And when you and, look at Oxford. Yeah, and with Oxford, I mean, looking at can you said it before we went on the air. We're talking about this. I don't know why I'm getting all excited about it. I think it's okay. I go, why not? They they were one win last year. Yeah, one and eight. You're going to get worse? Right? And their schedule is brutal. Well, and that doesn't Yeah, and I didn't realize that. Until you brought Their that up. Their schedule is absolutely brutal. So and I'm any, not talking the, just only the red. They still got to play overall. Stony Creek. You got to play North Farmington. You got to play <laughs> Romeo. It's Sterling High season. All eight teams, all nine teams on that schedule, Oxford made last year, made the playoffs. Yes. That's brutal. Yeah, I, I, it's Maybe you can add some. I don't know if I've seen a schedule like that, that heavy, <laughs> for one team. And coming off of one win. You know, and a new coach. So, I mean, they're building, they're rebuilding something. And if you're going to bring somebody in, now's the time. Because they'll give you time to improve. Don't you think? Here's Oxford has Don't a lot think? of guys coming back. You know, they have Brady Carpenter coming back at quarterback. They got a lot of pieces there. A lot of experience go, But still, you're rebuilding. I mean, you're rebuilding something rebuilding. with one win. Yeah, you're rebuilding now. And you look at the most successful programs. You look at what Coach Greg Carter's done at Oak Park. Had a tough first year. You look at what Ron Bellamy's done at West Bloomington. Yeah, had a tough three or four years. And you look at what John Blackstock's done at Lake Ori. I mean, at least two, at least two years of toughness. But he's gotten the playoffs two of the last three years. And he's from the system. Yes, right. Long term assistant or long time assistant in in that in the Dragon program. Mm-hmm. Right. Still struggle. And there's there is a transition period. Here's the thing that I don't get for anybody. Here's the thing. Line has absolutely no coaching experience. None. I mean, I'm not being mean there, but they're probably, there could have been another guy they could have went with maybe. Maybe a guy like Billy Keenis down at Troy Athens who's got coaching experience, played quarterback under Riley. I mean, you could have yeah. went with Mike Brown. I mean, longtime assistant under Riley. I mean, like, but I I don't understand why Oxford Electric or Joe Ackerman went with this move. I really don't understand why he he did, he went with Lyon. I think the only reason I could think of was because Lyon is a hometown guy. With professional football with professional experience. football experience. Now, you, you can't discount that. No. Right? Um, having been through and coached and experienced football at the highest level on the planet, mm-hmm. you have – you were hoping – and someone who stuck around. He wasn't some flash in a pan. He was there for a while. Yeah, he played for two football teams, yeah, Minnesota he, and New Orleans. He hung around, right? And who says you cannot pick up coaching, you know, the style and knowing how to instruct people? As a player, you know how you respond, and you have teammates who are different than you, and you can observe if he's obviously had a great interview. True. Right? And his – Resume reads like, hey, this guy's got a lot of experience um, playing the game, being around the game. But he hasn't coached. I know, but that's where you say, and he's not coaching every position, right? That's what you have assistance for. Here's the thing that 
you got to look at Oxford. Like, who's he bringing in with him? That's the question. Who he's bringing right? in? Who and, is he bringing in? And if you in? have a solid uh, core group of coaches around you, and you're the main guy calling, you know, maybe he's off. He's maybe he's an offensive line guru, or maybe he's, a, he's he an offensive linebacker. Guru. He played running back and fullback. Right. So, so what's his specialty? I mean, it's going to be those two position groups, especially. But when you look at Oxford, when you look at this team, I mean, yes, you got a lot of experience coming back. I, I, I think How old are they? They the young team. Last year they were a pretty young team. Okay. I mean, they got more experience, but the problem that I have is you're basically I don't know what line system's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to use a lot more pro style tactics like they do in the NFL cuz remember of course uh, Minnesota and New Orleans the teams he played for in the NFL were pro style teams. SMU, same thing, pro mm-hmm. style, pro style type of team. I mean like, you know, so I don't know if the offense of Oxford will change. It probably will a little bit. But when you got to look at the weaknesses that this team has, yeah. clearly he's going to be up front. They got the skill players. And we talked about Brody Carpenter, Brady Carpenter coming back. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the thing that Oxford's going to have to deal with. It's going to be how are they going to get their interior play figured out? And I think what's going to help Oxford also is the six-win component is gone. So yes. you don't need six yeah. wins to make the playoffs. And with that schedule, with that schedule, Oh boy, I that's know. gonna be brutal. Uh, and the ascension of Stony Creek, right? It, we know about that. Stony Creek is just on the. I feel, and we we both agree. They we feel like they're just on the cusp of something really cool. They're gonna be uh, on the cusp of something special. It wouldn't surprise me if Stony Creek starts in my my top ten for inside the OA, inside the OA football preview show. It would not surprise me if I put Stony Creek probably in my top two right now. Whoa. that's how good yeah. I think this team's gonna be. That's on the schedule. North Farmington, we know the overhaul they had. Yep. Right? The uh, Harrison uh, crew, the coaching crew went over there. Yep. Right? They had a great year. And you know they're just going to get better. And they had their quarterback Nothing says that they should have a decline. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Depending on personnel and that sort of thing. But you know they have a solid coaching staff around that program. And that's just their crossovers. Yes. And then you have in-league. Yeah, Romeo. Oh, yeah, Romeo. Romeo. I, who wants to play Romeo year in and year out? Nobody. But they got him. Then Sterling High Stevens had an incredible St- run in the playoffs. And Stevenson, Got right? to stay semifinal. Yeah. And then you have the red. Yeah. You got Clarkston. You got Southfield. Arsitec. You got Oak Park. Now, you said how many of those games, of those opponents, made it to the playoffs last year? All nine. Yes. Uh, uh, when have you heard that? Never. A long, long time. Been time. a long time. Long time. So, expectations. Maybe they're not so high. I mean, which is kind of odd to say about Oxford because Oxford football is a big deal. It is a right? huge the, the deal. Community, the support that community has for that team is amazing. It's a huge deal. It's fantastic. But, you know, I think there's a lot of risks involved with this hire. I think there's a lot of risks, and I mentioned that in the ON TV blog, you know, that yeah. There's a lot of risks. But don't you think, too, let's say, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure what the numbers are at Oxford. I know Coach Raleigh always mentioned it at uh, Media Day, mm-hmm. OA Media Day, about the numbers kind of dwindling, and he's always been like, yeah, come on, man. You know, get up, come out for football. You know, there was no better champion of the game than that guy. Yeah. I mean, it was no I love to listen to his speech every year just to see what he's he going to say. He called it the greatest game in the world. Right? And when you listen to him talk about it, you believe him. Right? You're like, you yeah, him? I wanted to put a helmet on and go play for him. 
I remember that speech he made a couple years ago when he was very passionate. Oh, yeah. You know what he said to me? Hmm. Win. Win. Yeah. He didn't say anything to me this year at Media Day. He left real quick. Yeah. But, but he always said to me, the two years we got him, win. Yeah. And now you got to look at now. But don't, but don't you think with line coming in, there's a lot of excitement well, there's going to be a lot of excitement. kids want to play for a there's former gonna, pro? I there's going to be a lot of excitement. Yes, there's going to be a right? lot of I mean, those kids want to play for for a pro. Maybe you know that I mean? that gets people excited about the game, going, ooh, I can play for a former NFL player, a legend here in town, and we know who this guy is. Maybe the numbers, people start coming out again. Or maybe, at least the numbers go up. Maybe. But then you got to look at the, the sub-RC program. You got to look at the middle school program, the youth programs. Yeah. Basically, line has taken over an entire system. entire system, and it might take a little bit for him to put his system in the youth football levels, the middle school levels, the um, in the yeah. in the sub varsity levels, and the high school game in the varsity. Level. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a really interesting challenge to see the least what line's going to bring at Oxford. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if you could say year one, it's going to be a tough year. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a tough year over there. But just like you said at the start of the, of the pod, how many experienced coaches struggled out of the gate? A lot. Of a lot of them, right? Um, one is getting to know your personnel, the culture of the school. Uh, what, what, you know, you can see on pro- different programs, the surface of the program, they go, hey, it looks pretty stable. And sometimes you get inside past that outer crust, and it's rotten to the yeah. core, right? Yeah. There's a lot of politics mm-hmm. um, that are pulling people and players and parents and administrators and coaches in all these different directions. We've talked about it, and that's all level of sport. Yep. We've been talking about that for years. Yep. That the politics and sports with the parent involvement in all this stuff can get out of hand. Uh-huh. And so how does he navigate that, right? Especially that's- with people wanting Raleigh. <laughs> You know, Coach Raleigh back. I know. So it's just a matter of how did how does he handle that? How does he handle that? Can he unify all of them together in one one group and it's have gonna a be singular focus it's to go for success? It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Of course, yeah. you can't question his statistics as a player Mm-mm. in high school, college, and pros. You can't question. Yeah. I just think the, I just think you know, and this is my own opinion. I I this is a risky hire. Because yes, the prodigal son is back. The the kid in the Hall of Fame, he's back <laughs> in the school Hall of Fame, he's back. Yeah. But just coaching experience, that's the one that has me really, really baffled right now. Being other than that, I mean <laughs> other than yeah, that. Yeah, it's we haven't seen anything like this in a long time. No, we haven't. Right? Not I mean in a Bellamy long time. was the one and you're going, Oh, really? I and mean, Right, I mean, you're right. It was three, four years. I mean, yeah, lot, I mean, it I took think, a while. You know, I you can't compare the hire of line to Bellamy because okay. I know Bellamy played in the NFL. He he played with Miami Dolphins. I know that. Um, but um, but he I, didn't have any coaching experience. No, but right? he turned that program. He had three or four rough years before making that decision to go younger and look where it got West Bloomfield. Yeah, and. But Oxford and West Bluefield are two different animals. They're two different systems. You mean Oxford's not going to recruit? I never <laughs> said that. You know what I mean? But Even that's, though they are an open enrolled school. Oh, they are. I didn't they realize are. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think it's okay. 
for me, it's like, let's, I guess I'm an optimist, you know, uh, half full, you know, the glass is half full. Let's see, let's see what, like, are you, like your, your trademark, let's see what happens. But um, any hire for a new coach, especially taking uh, a legend out, you know, from in front of a team is risky in a way. It's right? risky. Don't you think? It's risky. You can take a look at my own TV blog, you know, my yeah. article there. Yeah, I'll have that up on orientontv.org. You have it up on your podcast. Yeah, uh, but it's two different blogs, you know, and I wrote down. Oh, you know, okay. It's two different ones. I You've wrote, been busy. I wrote a special one for the Owen TV blog. Oh, okay, great. Because it does re- resemble the bo- it does resemble, of course, very similar to Co- to Rob Bellamy's time. I mean, like Rob okay, Bellamy's so you're time. Comparing the Greg two? Carter, yep, Greg Carter and John Blackstock. Those three. Good preview. Check yeah. it out. Orientontv.org uh, mm-hmm. under local news. Yep. So we'll have that posted today. Okay, now let's go from the Zach line hire with Scott. <laughs> we got a lot of sports talk. We got a lot of basketball talk right. about this week. Um, so this is the second time we've done this. I, yep. I hope you guys, if you like it, cool. Let us know. We still got to post that up on the um, from last week's show. It wasn't even posted up. Oh, was it on yeah. uh, SoundCloud? I think I had it on uh, YouTube. I got to take a look. Okay. If I missed it, it was yeah. my fault. Sorry. We'll probably post it up later. <laughs> well, we're going to do this. It's, it's still ironing out the kinks, but we'll get it going. All right. So let's see, sports, uh, what do we call it, roundup? Roundup, basketball roundup. All right, a little background music. All right, what happened last week? Monday, January 13th through Wednesday, January 15th, uh, in the boys' basketball scores in the red, Lake Orion 51, Pontiac Notre Dame Prep 41, Dylan Bogenheimer, uh, 13 points to lead LO, nicely done. Uh, Troy, 74 56 over West Bloomfield. Boy, that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the white, uh, Southfield A&T, 69 over Oxford, 68. And OT, Jalen Lee, buzzle, buzzer beater for A&T. Wow. You want to watch that game, that's on OCTV. OCTV, so a buzzer beater. Can't go wrong with a buzzer beater. Uh, 26 points. Uh, they blew a 26-point lead. 24-point lead. <laughs> okay, 24-point lead in the game. Trey Townsend had 30 and Bryce Essman had 15 points for Oxford. Groves, 58-36 over Rochester. Daniel Lee, 17 points. Devin White, 13 points uh, for BG. For Groves. All right. Troy, 74-56 over West Bloomfield. Yep. Uh, Brody Parker, 26 points. Ethan Emerson, 17 points for Troy. So that's a good bounce back for them. Yeah. Right? They were kind of limping along there. Warren DeLaSalle, 75. Adams, 53. Adams limping along. Well, they, that was the best boy, most points of the year this year. That was a positive. Wow. In the blue, Berkeley 55-49 over Avondale. Ari uh, Belkinski, 22 points. And Lucas Shadowski, 13 points for Berkeley. Thursday, January 16th through Sunday, January 19th. 19th. Here are the red scores. North Farmington, 54-45 over Lake Orion. Deanne Hayes, 20 points to lead North Farmington. West Bloomfield, 55-47 over Bloomfield Hills. Ferndale, 71-64 over Oak Park. Colin Goldston, uh, Jay Sean Moore, Travion Lewis had big nights to lead Ferndale. In the white, Oxford, 72. Southfield, Arts and Tech, 71. Another buzzer beater. Townsend, uh, buzzer beater, 24 points and 13 rebounds. Monster game. Uh, Mason Mulholland, 14 points. Pedro Volante, 13 points. Palmer Speck, 12 points for Oxford. Farmington, 55-46 over Stony Creek. Jaden Atkins had a big night for Farmington. Uh, Troy, 58-52 over Groves. That's a close one. 
Brody Parker, 20 points for Troy. In the blue, Troy Athens, 63. Royal Oak, 35. Michael Justice, 14 points. Bryce Eaton, 11. Jake Wood, 10 for Troy Athens. Dylan Hoffman had 14 to lead Royal Oak. See home with 46 over 36 over Rochester. Ouch. Troy Athens, 83 over Warren Lincoln's 51. Wow, that is a score, Sam. Wow. Bryce Eaton, 26 points. Michael Justice, 16. And Jacob Thompson, 14 for Troy Athens. The Dexter Dreadnoughts, 65 over Rochester, 42. Brett Bennett, uh, Bendetti, eight points for Rochester. Go Dreadnoughts. Sorry to say, I'm an alum. I got to say it, right? Uh-huh. 42, though, for Rochester. They got to find some scoring. South Lion, six. South Lion East, 60. Berkeley, 46. What happened there? Jacob Thomas, 10 points for Berkeley. On the girls' side of things, as our music gets close to running out. <laughs> yep. Tuesday, January 14th, some big games. Clarkston, 45, 34 over Groves. Olivia, Olivia Todurin. Todarin? Todarin. Todarin, 14 points for Clarkston. Bloomfield Hills, 43 to 32 over Royal Oak. Southfield Arts and Tech, 56, 33 over Stony Creek. In the white, Troy Athens, 59. Lake Orion, 40. Lake Orion still trying to find some scoring. Izzy Cunz, Crum, 22 points. Uh, Grace Bright, 18 points for Troy Athens. Troy, 50 to 46 over Adams. Athena Sampson, 22 points. Laura Gum, 11 for Troy. Avondale, 48, 31 over Oxford. Concludes the white there. And the blue side, we have Oak Park, 69 over. 32 for Pontiac. Scoring some. Pontiac mm-hmm. getting some points on the board. Yep. Seaholm, 45. Ferndale, 15. What happened there? Rochester, 38. Farmington, 24. Some low-scoring games this week for some mm-hmm. of these teams. On Friday, January 17th. Start the music again. How about that? Yeah. Let's say, what do we say? Friday, Friday yeah, January Friday. 17th in the red. A lot of games. Clarkston, 51-33 over Bloomfield Hills. Maddie Skrapuski, 15 points for Clarkston. Royal Oak, 32-31 We're gonna talk over that West Bloomfield. Sarah Sorhan? Sarah Str- Sorhag. Sorgan. Sorgan. 11 points for Royal Oak. Thank you for saving me on that one. Uh, that's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. One point. Wow. That was uh, an upset. We're going to talk more in depth. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting. Stony Creek, 36 over Rochester, 29. Sydney La Prairie had 11 points for Stony Creek. Southfield Arts and Tech, 56. Groves, 31. Cheyenne McEvans had a big night for A&T. No surprise there. On the white side, Adams, 48. 41 over Troy Athens. Streak done. Winning streak done. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's the first in. loss. Wow. 15 points for Peter's mark for... Uh, I, I think I misplaced that. I think it was Amelia Dranik had 15. I Dranik had 15. I Amelia think we Dranik. had R. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So, anyway, big win for Adams. Troy, 48 over Lake Orion, 35. Athena Sampson, 18 points for Troy. Dragons continue to slide. Oxford, 33, 32 over Pontiac, Notre Dame Prep. Gabby, a free throw uh, to win it. Gabby Dingus winning free throw over uh, for Oxford. My goodness, a free throw. Pressure at the line. Good for them. Oxfield 37, Farmington, North Farmington 31. On the blue side of things, Stony Creek 36, Rochester 29. Uh, Megan Lorenzo. Lorenzo had eight points for Rochester. Seaholm 48 over 27 for Pontiac. Uh, Berkeley 51, 32 over Farmington. And it looks like Oak Park took down uh, Ferndale. Yeah, we have no score posted, but no, Oak, Park Oak Park takes Park the W. Oak Park take the W, yep. 
and then check out the blog at orionontv.org that Sammy put together. That's the uh, scoring roundup for the OA for the last week of uh, games and all that good stuff. So yep. thanks for compiling that, Sammy. Yep. I, I only destroyed 90% of the names. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, do better next time. <laughs> let's look at it. Let's recap the games, though. Let's recap some of those games. Um, yeah. Let's go girls first. Yeah, the big I mean, shocker. Boys last. I mean, like, probably Royal Oak and West Bloomfield, to me, was probably one of the biggest 32-31. I mean, and that game was a defensive first game, and that was a tip. It's a typical Coach Brian Sapata game where it's defense first. Yeah. You know, Royal Oak has always been a defense first team they've been a defensive first team it's hard to get offense against them and yeah. it kind of was shocking to me what happened West Bloomfield because West Bloomfield took down Southfield took down Clarkston yeah, that's true and they put 70 on both of them yeah and the fact that Royal Oak held them to 31 says remarkable things about the Ravens defensive attack it's remarkable yeah to, to shut them down like that, I mean, like you said, I forgot about the scoring numbers. We knew about the Ws. but We knew about the but, Ws, but the they were scoring a bunch. Scoring a ton. And to cut it over half. It's shocking. Yeah, that's that's kudos. It's hard to describe that Yeah, kudos team. to the Ravens. I mean, it's Royal Oak's been a really odd team this year. Been a really odd team. I mean, Royal Oak's had some games where they look really good. And there's some games they look they look terrible. Yeah. And you look at Royal Oak, I mean, the key for Royal Oak is Sarah is Sarah Sorehead. That's the key. Um, and I know I have a hard time pronouncing her last name, but <laughs> she has been the key to Royal Oak season. It's Sorgan. Sorgan, yeah, that's the one. She's been the key. Yeah. And for Royal Oak to win, she has to have big nights. She's got to have a big night. And you look at what they did, especially to West Bloomfield. That's got a tough, that's a confidence booster. Oh, it has to. It has to be a yeah. confidence booster because. And if you can play defense like that, I mean, we don't know of any circumstances where the flu hit West Bloomfield and half the team couldn't play or anything like that. I don't think it's the flu. It's just right? the fact that Royal Oak's defense came right. to I mean, play there's no other. There's no other circumstances that would – right, this is legit. This is legit. This happened. They shut them down. They 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 locked them down on D and I can't believe they shut breathe. them down. They shut down Logan Lewis. They shut down Maya Bobo. I mean, like, you know, you shut down the um, – West Bloomfield's got a heck of a team. Yeah. A heck of a team. And for them to play like that, that tells you how remarkable that that team is. I mean, like, Royal Oak, they could surprise some people. Do you but, think this is a one-off, or do you think – because we've seen teams do – you yeah. play to the level of your competition sometimes, right? Yeah, and that We've thing, seen that. Well, on Royal Oak's gym, they lull you to sleep at times. That gym <laughs> can lull you to sleep, you know, if you're not careful. I mean, I don't know what it is with Royal Oaks Gym, but there's some things that make keep you, the lights low. Keep the low. <laughs> is it older gym? It's darker a, hues. It, well, you <laughs> had the bleacher. You had the bleachers really up top, and yeah. you have a set of bleachers down the bottom. You know, and then but it's, Royal, a, it's a smaller gym. It's a smaller gym, and I think 
I think that had a lot to do with it, but I also think Brian Sopata had a heck of a game plan for West Bloomfield. He had a heck of a game plan for them. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> I got to credit Sopata, his coaching staff, and the players over at Royal Oak um, had a great game plan, great job. Yeah. And they get to play Clarkston next, so that's <laughs> going to be a brutal matchup right there. Now, <laughs> they shut down Clarkston to the tune of 31 points. Um, that could, that's possible. That would be, but very now this sets up the red race. Very interesting now. Cause now Southfield's right back in it and West Bloomfield still has to go to Southfield. So yes, that's true. That's going to be a tough matchup to say the least. Now Southfield has still has to go to Royal Oak. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but right now Southfield has everything they want right now. Do you think that that win was kind of the, uh, the big, Ooh, of the season? Yeah, so far? I think so right now. It's one of the upsets. Um, of the season right now. I know there's now. a lot there's a lot of games in the basketball season, so one one isn't really a <laughs> there's still a lot a trendsetter. Yeah, there's a lot of ton, games to, ton play. to go. Um the other upset was Adams. Adams beat Troy Athens 48-41. I mean, Amelia Dranick had a big night. I think Lauren Petersburg, I think, had nine in that one. Yeah. I kind of missed some miswrote on that one. Um but to hold Izzy Crown the 14 points says a lot. And basically what I read in that upset was Adams played virtually played faster than Athens's pace. I mean, Athens likes to go up and down. They really do. And get you was, on your heels. They'll fast get you on break. Your heels. They're going to, they want to press you like crazy. They want to press you. They want turnovers, turn, make you turn it over. Um, and that's probably what happened in this game. Adams took care of the basketball. They went on a big run. Got the lead in the double digits, um, created a it, it basically made Athens' life miserable. And Athens, we know, has got a an ex, has got a very experienced team. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden, like now, this is a big win for Coach Jay Lewis, you know, to get Athens' confidence up. And for Athens, now you sit ten and one. Got to play Avondale's a really good team coming up on Thursday, and. Um, for Adams, this is kind of a make-or-break. That was a make-or-break game for them, and that was a huge win for Shea Lewis and, her, and Adams. Absolutely. And yeah, looking at it from two sides, one, the confidence booster for Adams, right? Mm -hmm. You take down an undefeated. You, 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 you play a good game plan. Whoa, we can beat anybody. Mm -hmm. Why not, right? I'm sure the coach is saying that. You play like that, you can beat anybody. Right. Right? Other side, okay, we got one loss. The undefeated season's out of the way. Pressure's mm -hmm. off. Now Pressure's let's go. Off. Let's now go play. Yeah. We, Clump. Let's we've play. seen it at all levels of basketball. The undefeated teams usually like, unless their competition is subpar and they just roll over in pure talent, they can sleepwalk and still beat people. But when you start getting the best from everybody, because hey, you're undefeated, we're coming after you, we're going to give you the best we have. That little bit of pressure on the other team, you know, afraid of losing that undefeated, the, the, the zero at the, the loss column, right? You you get your first loss. Right. Now it's like, okay, let's rattle off another and now 10. now it's going to put pressure on Avondale. It's going to put pressure on them now because now you got to play Avondale. I think Avondale probably has the best starting five in the white division right now. Mm. I mean, based on experience. But Do you think one loss could make uh, Athens get angry? Do you want to Do you want to go against Athens coming it off could, a loss? It could get them angry. It could get them, um, it could get them motivated. I mean, like. You know, let's not forget. I mean, this is, a, like you said, an experienced team. They know yeah. how to win. They know how to win. Something I mean, like this, you go, hey, we got a loss, big deal. We're going to we're gonna bring it twice as hard the next time. You mm -hmm. see that. They, mm -hmm. Teams like that usually bounce back and go, okay, 
We're going to show you. Yeah, and especially when you look at, at the white, you know what I mean? Like, it's still anybody's game in that yeah. division. I mean, and then, of course, you know, we talk in the blue side of things, Berkeley. I mean, Berkeley right now, but Rochester's a team to watch out for. I mean, Rochester's been in some really competitive games. They're starting to roll again. Um, they had that big win against Berkeley. Yeah. Um, knocked off Farmington 51-32, but, but um, Rochester, despite their loss to Stony Creek, I think they ha- were in that game for three quarters, and then Stony Creek pulled away late. So I really like what Bill Thurston Low had. Low-scoring game, at- too. I really like what Coach Bill Thurston has done over at Rochester, what he has done with that team. Um, really, I- and, I- and I think he's there long-term. And, I th- and if he's there long-term, yeah. I think this program's going to go nowhere but up. I mm-hmm. mean, like, you know, and I think Rochester, and they have Berkeley coming to Rochester. I mean, they already won at Berkeley, so... So when you really look at it, I still think the blue goes through Rochester. Not yeah. it doesn't go through Berkeley. It goes through Rochester. So there's some interesting storylines going here on the girls' side of things. Oh isn't yeah, it? that's kind of exciting. A lot of inter- interesting storylines. Of course, um, you know for Troy, Kendall Zider's back for them. Um, but it's really truly Athena Sanson's team. Yeah. Um, when you look at the numbers she's been putting up, um. You got to look at Southfield A and T. They control their own destiny now with West Bloomfield's shocking loss to Royal Oak. Um, Clarkson's a team nobody's been talking much about. I mean, you look at the experience they got with Madison Sikorsky. Yeah. You look at him, Olivia Toderin. You got Sam Harris on that team. I mean, like you got, and that's not talking Taylor Eaton. Eaton either. I mean, like um, I mean, like you think Clarkson's they're kind of flying under the radar? I think Clarkson's a team that's flying under the radar. I really do think they are in that red division. Everybody's looking at Southfield, Southfield West Bloomfield. Yeah. Yeah, Clarkson's got two league losses. It was to both West Bloomfield and Southfield. But Clarkson's a team you got to keep an eye on in that red division. I think they're a team that they're flying under the radar, and they have they have which to is go hard to, to they have to, to go to Southfield, <laughs> but they have but they have West Bloomfield coming to Clarkson, so that's going to be a really interesting time for West Bloomfield if when they go down to Clarkson. Yeah, I mean now Royal Oak has opened themselves to the game right now. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Groves has been a mystery team. Yeah. Stony Creek has been a um interesting team to keep an eye on. And Blue Bay Hills has been just Blue Bay Hills has really been up and down. Yeah. Um so And what about the Dragons? You know, just I left it's hard for me to describe <laughs> this team the way they've been playing. Um and I wrote in my rankings this week, this team does not have a soul. I mean, this team is this is a team without a soul. Um without a soul or without a leader? Without, well, if you read Phil Jackson's book, oh yeah, yeah, in the Lakers, in the when, when yeah. he describes the oh three oh four Lakers, a team without a soul. This is the Lake Orion girls basketball team right now, because just not playing as a cohesive they're not, unit they're not or taking care of the ball well. Ah. Their their mistakes have led to fast break points. I mean, like this team has clearly struggled right now. Yeah, and. I said this last week. When you look at this team describing them, they don't have that chip on their shoulder. They don't have that edge on their shoulder. They don't really have that motivating factor, you know. And to me, that's a big problem because, and I've seen this. This young crew? Yes, a young crew, but I've seen this way too many times. You know, I've seen this way too many times, you know, that even it's hard for me to describe this team. Yeah. 
it is it's hard for me to describe this team. But this team has to take care of the ball. This team has to find a leader. They have to find somebody that's willing to take charge. You look at their boys, the boys basketball team at Lake Orion. Yeah. There's a clear leader in there, Dylan Bogart. But they've got to find somebody that can take charge. Yeah. And right now, this team does not have that. And that seems to be, regardless I mean, of who's at the bench, it's been, a, it's been an issue for a number of years. Mm-hmm. It's been an issue for a number of years. Yeah. Regardless who coaches this team. This team has to, they, this is a team clearly, they don't have a true identity right now. Mm. And could, could this season still be saved right now despite them being two and six? Sure. But they got to win two for sure this week. You look at Oxford, Oxford's without their leader, true leader, Mackenzie Metzler. She's out for the year at the ACL. Oh. Um, so when you, and then Lake Orion's got two tough games. Luma with Lapeer with Hannah Erla, who torched him for 29 last year. Whoa. And then you have Oxford beat you twice. This team needs a chip on their shoulder. And in the last six games, I have not seen that chip on the shoulder. They... They look beaten. They look they they have at least a great run early, and then they just lose it, and then they just lose mm. it, and they're forced to come back. Yeah, they just look beaten. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they give up a bad run, more of a confidence thing, like mm-hmm. or focus, I should say. It's hard for me Try, to describe if you, if this you can team. Keep right it focused. Yeah, it's hard for me to describe this girls' basketball team. Mm. Really is. Um, on the um, let's look at my top um. Let's look at my top um, 21. Any movement? Uh, some movement. Got a new number one this week. I have Abaddon number one. Um, Southie number two. Clarkson number three. Berkeley number four. Athens five. I dropped them from one to five. Um, West Bloomfield six. Royal Oak seven. Adams eight. Troy nine. North Farmington ten. Stony Creek 11. Rochester 12. Oxford 13, Bloomby Hills 14, Grove 15, Oak Park 16, Lake Orion 17, Seaholm 18, Farmington 19, Ferndale 20, Pontiac 21. Some games to know of this week in the girls' docket. We, yeah. We got Lapeer at Lake Orion. That'll be a Tuesday game. Um, Lapeer's played a tough schedule. Um, Lapeer's been an up-and-down team lately for Lake Orion. Um, they've got it. They've got to find some sort of confidence in this game. Believe that one to be televised. Yep. And then you have Oxford at Lake Orion on Thursday. Um, that'll Whoa. be a very interesting game. Um, two teams struggling right now. Um, then you have Clarkson at Royal Oak. That's a big one. Um, That's an interesting matchup. How will Royal Oak respond at their beating, upsetting West Bloomfield? Yeah. Um, then you have Clarkson coming in there. Crosstown Showdown. Cannot wait for this one. Friday, 530 game. Adams versus Stony Creek at Oakland. Ooh. Uh, that'll be a really good game. Yeah, Oakland's been hosting a lot of these games over the last couple weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean. Great atmosphere. Great we're, atmosphere. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's like going into Oakland, into the arena. That's a different shooting environment. Oh, yeah. A lot of dark. Uh, the, the colors, it's completely and unique. And you're playing on blacktop. Yes. It's an uh, interesting uh, surface color, yep. and the backdrops are dark, so shooting Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Very interesting. 
Then you have Avondale at Troy Athens at the Friday game. Um, how Avondale respond? Um, that should be a good one. That'll be a good one. Um, Berkeley at Groves on th- on Tuesday. That'll be an inter- interesting game. Um, because Berkeley beat Groves at home last year. It's in Beverly Hills. Um, see home at Milford. This will be an inter- interesting game. Milford well coaching to Dave Brown. Seahome's been playing well lately, um, getting better under Chris Manchester. But this will be a good test for them. I mean, I know Dave Brown personally. Um, good coach, leading Milford. Um, really good guy. Really cool. good guy. And then, of course, the Monday game, of course, is Southfield A&T taking on Detroit Cast Tech. Um, that'll be at Detroit Edison. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens in that one. Very interesting to see what that happens that one. So that's my thoughts on the girls this yeah. week. Um, you know, on the boys' side of things, on the boys' side of things, you know, when you look at the boys' side. Yeah. Um, any movement? Any uh, surprises over the last week? Well, when you look at surprises, I was kind of very surprised how Berkeley played against South Lion East. I was really surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned that off the air. When you look at – I thought – you know, Berkeley was making some strides up. I yeah, mean, yeah. they were making some strides up since that Troy loss. I mean, but, I mean, they beat Troy Athens, which was a huge win for them at the time. Um, but they, um, but against South Lion East, everything just fell off for them. Everything fell off. I mean, their seniors struggled, um, couldn't get anything going. Um, when you're, when your leading scorer only has 10 points, that's not good. Yeah. That is not good. I mean, I don't know if it was playing at Madison Heights Bishop Foley because uh, I know Berkeley's had some history playing at Madison Heights Bishop Foley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, that was a head scratcher for me. Was was that Berkeley um lost to um South Lion East? South Lion East is one of those middle of the pack teams in the Lake Valley Conference. So you saw them going in there and taking care of. I thought business. they would go in and take care of business, but you know, I was very disappointed with Berkeley, how they played. Um, Troy Athens has been red hot right now. I mean, like, I really think that the way they've been playing, um, the Red Hawks, um, you know, last two games, the development of Bryce Eaton, the freshman point guard, he's had a really incredible um, few games, especially against some really interesting competition, especially against Royal Oak, where he went off. I think he, and then of course he had 26 against Lincoln Park. Um, but wow. that's a name to keep an eye on. And, and that's, you know, and the coach has got to be going. Dave Scott, yep. A freshman who's doing this for yep, you. Coach Dave you, Scott, yep. Because you got him a long time. You got him for three, four, three, three and a half years. Yep, and you know when you have strong point guard play and a leader, you're going to have The team usually falls in line behind that leader. But it, the game I really want to talk about is the two Oxford-Southfield games. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Talk about – Evenly matched teams. Yes. Both teams are evenly matched, despite Southfield's lack of height. Um, but Oxford came back from a 24-point lead, 24-point deficit. Deficit, yeah. Um, a lot of that has to come down to Trey Townsend. Trey Townsend. Finally, I think if he starts trusting his teammates, it's going to make Oxford that more dangerous. Yeah. You know, you look at players like Pedro. Pedro Boudet, um, Mason Mulholland, um, Bryce Esmond, their big sophomore, big sophomore post. He had 15 points in the game at Oxford. But it comes down, it, but it's basically the heart and soul of that team is Trey Townsend. Yeah. 
But the way they lost on a buzzer beater, and I saw the replay of both games. Oh. Um, the game at Southfield was, was Townsend basically making a jumper, midline jumper to seal it. Um, From where? Midline jumper here up your court here, and then like he basically come in and just like shot it from like near the. It wasn't half court, was it? No, it was left of the key. Okay, okay. Yeah, left of the key. Um, which basically sealed it for um Oxford in that game. Wow, that's a heck of a shot. I mean, that's no gimme. No, but when you look at Oxford, balance, 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 balance. You know what I mean? It's the thing that would make Coach Dibley Law very happy. You know, you see Townsend getting maybe 24, 30 points a night, you know, 20 a night. Yeah. You see Pedro Belletti, he gets at least 15 a night. Bryce Edsman getting in double figures. Um, Mason Mulholland, he yeah. gets in double figures. I mean, I mean you got, Oxford could be a very dangerous team. They could. I mean, having – you always say you want to have from your starters, you know, consistency in the scoring and solid defense, right? Mm-hmm. But looking at the numbers that you have here, Sam, it's like – Double digit, double digit, double digit. I mean, four guys, five potentially five that can score double digits. Mm-hmm. That is, that's better. a luxury. To They're have. getting better. Oxford's and against a, better. a quality opponent, uh, it, Southfield's coming in undefeated heading in the week. Yeah, they I were mean, undefeated. I mean, that in. that was the big game to watch out for. Yeah, with those two games. Yeah. Wow. And you look at Southfield's side, Jalen Lee. You know what I mean? You got players like Jalen Lee, Caleb Jones. I mean, like, you know, Southfield. They're gonna be they're gonna be a tough out come tournament time. They're gonna be a really tough out. Wouldn't you like to see these guys meet up again? Uh, they will not meet up again though. <sighs> um, but I still think, and you look Who- at that white division. You still, and that's not even talking about the two teams that are supposed to be on top of the division right now. And that's Troy and Farmington. Yeah, that's true. You know, Troy. Do you have somebody? Uh, do you do you see then? Hey, these two guys could potentially uh, press those Oxford, at the top. Oxford and Southfield could seriously. Press Troy and Farmington. I think, I think Oxford's a better team than Farmington. Here's why: because Farmington, because Oxford can go inside on you. Yes, Ox, Farmington's got three very good guards: Jay Atkins, Tariq Humes, and they got that transfer from Ferndale. I don't remember his name, but right off my t- head right now. But yeah. Oxford's got a guy named Trey Townsend. You got Pedro Belletti, mm-hmm. Mason Mulholland. Yeah. And Bryce Esmond. I think Bryce Esmond can counteract Donahue. And that opens up the door for Trey Townsend. And we're not even talking Trey Townsend's little brother, Zach Townsend, here. <laughs> I think, you know, when and he, he look, could be just as good. He could be just as good. But I think, you know, when you look at it on paper, I think Oxford looks better on paper than Farmington. Now, Troy's a whole other animal. Because you look at, of course, Brody Parker, the Emergian, yeah, yeah. Alex Change, yeah. um, D'Anthony Hamilton, the transfer from Ferndale. I mean, that's going to be a tough matchup. Now, for Oxford, they get to see him this week. Both Troy and Farmington. They have them both coming to Oxford this week. And they have them at home. And they have them at home. Tough, so Tough barn to play in. Oh, yeah. Ian Smith Gymnasium is a really tough place to play in. It is a really, really tough place because you've got the crowd. you got the crowd basically going like you're going right in front of them in the first half yeah, yeah. and then in the second half you got oxford going that way and you got the students gonna be right on you yeah the students are right on and you. it's loud in there and I... it's loud in there they even have to put a line like they put a little duct tape line back on there for the students to be to where they, <laughs> they keep them out you know what i mean so 
if you have a tough officiating crew, yeah, handling that crowd at Ian Smith Gymnasium, you know, then <laughs> who knows? But it's a very in- interesting matchup, and Oxford's got both Troy and Farmington this week. Southfield's going to be a player in this one. I don't know where Stony Creek's at, to be honest with you. Um, and then of course you got, and then the blue side of things, you got Seahome's been red hot right now. Yeah. Um, and that's not even talking the red yet. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Oxford potentially playing spoiler. They could. I said before the season, I said Oxford's probably the third best team in that blue division. I am now raising the stakes, and I think Oxford may be the second best team in that division. Because I think for some reason, I think Oxford's better than Farmington. I really do. And I'm not being mean to the folks at Farmington, but just what I'm seeing right yeah. now. Um, but when you look at Troy, I still think Troy is the cream of the crop in the white division. I really do. In the blue, I think it's via Berkeley, Troy, Athens, or Seahole. Those are the three teams. The red, Clarkson hasn't played in a week, so we yeah. can't talk much about that. Um, Ferndale, Ferndale's getting hot at the right time. Um, they're starting to turn things around. They had a big 7-1-6-4 win against Oak Park. Yeah. Um, they're getting on the right page. North Farmington's 8-2 and two right now. Um, had to survive Lake Orion. I mean, you know, in that game, um, had Lake Orion not make a lot of mistakes, you know what I mean? Basically. That's a 54-45. It was a very close game. Closer than the number. Closer than the number indicated. Um, but. One thing that really bothers me in that game was it was a layup attempt, a layup attempt by um, Xander Blackley, and he missed the layup. It would have cut the deficit down to three, and then North Farmington goes down, hits a three, yeah. gets it lead eight. That's game over. Yeah. You know, that's how the game runs off. Um, Lake Orient's been a team that's been playing better. I mean, I mean that win against Notre Dame Prep was huge. Yeah. Um, Ten-point winner. And then, of course, he hit Blue Bay Hills has been up and down. West Bloomfield, of course, um, they're they're four and four right now. I know they had a um, he had a tragedy in the news lately. Um, if you check a look at the mm. news, um, I guess what happened and what happened and you look at what happened on um, they have a news story on Fox Two News okay. about um a player there's Kennedy Milton um on the varsity team on the varsity team he was um. Suppose he was, um, it's on the news, you know what I mean? And I don't want to go into specific details about it. Okay. Um, but it's been in the news lately. Um, but, um, my heart and players go to him and his family. Okay. Um, um, but, um, you know, but when you look at, um, and then of course you have, um, and then of course you have West Bloomfield. They've been, they played a tough schedule. They're four and four right now. Bloomfield Hills. You know what I mean? They played yep. a tough get tough January for them right now. So a lot of inter- interesting games in the blue, and Oak Park's been up and down lately. Yeah. So here's my top um here's my top um twenty in games of the week top t- twenty one. Um Clarkson number one, Troy number two, Southfield number three, Oxford number four, Ferndale number five, North Farmington six, West Bloomfield seven, Farmington eight, Oak Park nine, Berkeley ten. Seahome 11, Bloomby Hills 12, Lake Orion 13, Stony Creek 14, Athens 15, Grove 16, Adams 17, Pontiac 18, Royal Oak 19, Avondale 20, 
Rochester 21. Okay. There's some interesting games this week here to take a look at, too. We got the um the MLK Classic over at Ferndale that was supposed to be played on Saturday. Play, they're playing them on Monday. Yeah, weather uh, situation. A lot yep. of snow. Yep. Got Farmington, Detroit, Frederick Douglass. Um, that's a battle of junior guards between Jay Natkins and um, Pierce Brook of um, Detroit Frederick Douglass. It's a good matchup right there. One thirty tip off. North Farmington River Rouge. North Farmington with a late entry into this classic, taking Warren D. South's place. Um, Lamada Stone, legendary coach at River Rouge, got a very talented player and legend of Geeter. Legend mm. Geeter. Um, It'll be a tough match for players like Deion Hayes, Jamal Hayes, Bashir Jihad, um, John Brunette. Um, it'll be a tough matchup for North, for Todd Negotiations teams. It'll be a really tough matchup there. Clarkson, Detroit Martin Luther King at Ferndale. There's a lot of star power in this matchup. Fletcher Lawyer, Keegan Masilk, Matt Nicholson, going with Omar Ziegler and Chancey Willis of the Crusaders. Coaching matchup's interesting between Tim Masilk and George Ward. Um, so that'd be very interesting, right? Yeah. That's right there. Um, do you think the layoff for Clarkston is, uh, it could hurt them considering they got a back to back with Ferndale yeah. that next night. Um, must speaking of Ferndale, they played Muskegon. Oh, that's a three o'clock tip off. Um, another tough opponent for Ferndale. <laughs> Muskegon, we know a lot. Oh, yeah, They're very yeah. good. Um, then you have Lake Orion and Bloomfield Hills. This would be interesting. Bloomfield Hills, three-point shooters, Adam Oreziak, Colin Decker, um, Mason Canfield. Lake Orion's got their fair share of shooters as well. When you look at players like Cameron Sutton, you look at Nick Fisher, um, you got um, Andrew Bryant who can shoot you at three. But I'm curious about that match for the interior. Does Bloomfield Hills have an answer for Dylan Bogenheimer in the post? When is that game? That's a Tuesday at Bloomfield Hills. All right. On the road. On the road. Do you think this is a chance for like Orion to say, hey, listen to us. We're still here? I think it is. I really think it is, but they've got to take care of the ball. And and it it wouldn't surprise me. If Lake Orion wins that game, you know what I mean? Yeah. They can make some noise. Do do I think will they win a league title? No. Yeah. But but it's will show some progress for Coach Joe Schroeder and his team. And they got West Bloomfield on Friday, so that's a very interesting matchup there. So it'll be a very interesting game right there. Um Clarkson at Ferndale Tuesday. Battle of Star Power. You got Travion Lewis, Colin Goldston, Jay Sean Moore. You got Nicholson, Lawyer, and Wasilic. Yep. Um, and then North Farmington takes on Clarkson on that Tuesday, uh, on that Friday. Um, good big match between Batsu Jihad and Matt Nicholson. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then we got um, we got Farmington at Oxford, and Troy at Oxford. Of course, this is Oxford that Judgment sh- Week. Yeah, that should be those two games. Mm-hmm. If they're going to make some noise, this, these are the two games. This, they these have are the to win. two. These are the two. If Oxford makes some noise, the battle of O at O and seven versus O and eight this week, Avondale at Rochester. Somebody <laughs> has to win this game. It almost sounds like the football season, isn't it? Yeah, somebody has to win this game. <laughs> then you have that crosstown showdown, Adam Stony Creek. Um, you know we talked about that Southfield and Stony Creek this week. <laughs> Um, that'll be a good matchup for the Southfield responses at one point lost to, um, to, um, Oxford, Oxford. Yeah. West Bloomfield Oak Park. That's a Tuesday game. Southfield Groves. Seahome Berkeley. That should be very interesting. Seahome at Royal Oak 
is another interesting game. And then Grand Blank at Ferndale. That's a Saturday game. Ooh. So when you look at the teams that have a lot to Boy, prove. Boy, Ferndale really stacked their schedule, didn't they? Yeah. Played a couple Chicago teams. Mm-hmm. If there's a team that you think that needs to prove themselves this week, who do you think it is? <sighs> prove themselves? I think Lake Orion. Why? Um, have they turned the corner? Can That's they, the can, question. Can they reel off a couple in a row? That's the big I, question. I think these are the two key games for them to see where they're, they're the at in their development and what's happening here. If you can if you can pull off two road wins, if they go five hundred, I'd say that was pretty good. You don't want to go on two. No, you cannot afford to go on two. And uh, yeah, and the other one is Oxford. Are they are they for are real? they ready to make people's lives miserable? I In a good way for team, them. I think this team will be. I really like what Steve Laidlaw's team does. I really like what he's done over there. I know their staff very well. I know Joe Frederick yeah. very well. Um, I think Oxford could surprise some people. Do Do I think are they better than? I think they're better than Farmington, but I I just don't think they're better than Troy. I really huh. think that Troy's got a little bit too much shooting for Oxford. Yeah. But Farmington, on the other hand, I just don't think they have an answer for Trey Townsend. And when you look at the team that I really am keeping an eye on is Berkeley because they're coming off a loss to South Line East. They got Seaholm this week. Seaholm's been yeah. playing a lot better. Um, but that's a team I'm keeping an eye on for sure is Seaholm. That's a team I am keep. I mean, but Berkeley, that, that team, I am keeping a closer eye on. And then before we sign on off, what about the girls? Um, what team are you keeping? Oh boy. Um I don't know if I have one I'm looking at. The can Athens bounce real back against Avenue? Can they bounce back? Are are they the world beaters we thought they were? Right? You know what? I'm keeping an eye on is Lake Ori because Ooh. here's why. You know this team's out of excuses. I mean, it's put up it's it's put up now. It's yeah, put yeah. up or you know how that meant this. Put up or, put up or shut up. Put up yeah. or shut up. You know yeah. what I mean? This is a team that they have the ability. Now it's time to prove it. You yeah. know, it is time to prove it because don't give me an excuse that you have a lot of freshmen or sophomores. Don't give me an excuse yeah. anymore because, because you, it, this team is 2-6, and 0-5. Oh two games this week, two winnable games for them this week. They've got to start bringing it. They've got to start bringing it. That's the team I'm keeping an eye on this week. It's like Warren. Yep. Basketball. And we'll have those uh, covered on ON TV. Yep. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here this week here. Um, keep an eye on everybody here today. I'm happy Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Um, thoughts and prayers go to the um, Milton family at West Bloomfield. Um, Absolutely. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, enjoy, enjoy the week, everybody. See you all next week, everybody. See you, Sam. Oh, yeah, now it's produced by Sammy Terramina. The views on this show is his, his and his alone. I can barely talk today. Definitely feels like a Monday. Nice sunny day out there. Get out there, enjoy the uh, the week this uh, week. Get out, see some games. Cheer on these student athletes. Very hard workers out there. Right in the meat of the season. Let's get on it. That's it for this edition of OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.